Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, Miami and Michigan State coming up on Saturday. We'll be on the air at noon. No, we'll be on the air at 8 a.m. Kickoff is at noon. We're on the air at noon. I'll be late. Don't want to be late. You have one of those nightmares where you just can't get to the game? You don't because you've never been late in your whole yeah, life. Yeah, but I have that nightmare. Didn't you have that when you were a player or something? You just can't get everything together. You're running and trying to get there. And The nightmare was as if you were late. Yeah. So we didn't. We didn't. We weren't late. Okay, so uh, Tyreek Stevenson, we will talk with him at 7.05. I, I saw him earlier today. So I spoke with him on the practice field. Watched a lot of Jess Simpson today. That guy coaches hard. He does, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I stood right next to him, and I know it's a big week for the defensive line, and so I'm not saying that he's treating this week any different from any other time. He's not. (laughs) But I think you know, people can't go to practice, so I'm telling you, he coaches really hard. Hard, technique, consistency, and and is demanding. And the players respond. It's one thing you can demand all you want, but his guys respond, and we've interviewed him for the at the game, the pregame, the last couple weeks, and he is he is into it. He really is. He has uh, Nesta Silvera playing pretty good, probably the best that he's played, and Miami's going to need that. I I talked talk to Nesta on the practice field today, in between drills, and he knows the challenge coming up. One of the things we talked about is that the guys that he's going up against, Michigan State. If he wants a barometer of the NFL, Nesta wants to know where he belongs. I'm not saying that the Michigan State guys are NFL players, because I don't know. Uh, But what I am saying, and what we discussed is, they are NFL age. These guys are 60-year guys. So you're talking 24 years old on the offensive line, maybe older. They're five- and six-year guys on the offensive line. They return five starters on that offensive All, line, and then and then some, right. right? So if you're Nesta, you're and you're thinking of going to the National Football League. National Football League is going to throw on the Alabama tape first. The second tape they're going to throw on is Michigan State, and you know you can there'll be a couple more this year. His best game technique-wise, assignment-wise, he's he's always had the ability to freelance from time to time. I didn't see any of that at all. And actually, Coach Diaz featured it on his uh, his breakdown segment. 
So it's it's good to see that Nest is coming around, and I for this defense to be very very good. He's got to be great. He really does, and we talked about that last year. So he's a guy that's that has gotten better, and I think a lot of that has to do with Jess Simpson. Okay, the guy that they're facing this week, Kenneth Walker. He wears number nine. He played at Wake Forest. This guy is a running back that you would find on a PlayStation. You know, he spins, he cuts back. He's got a he has an array of moves. And he gets himself free. He did it at Wake Forest. He's doing it now for Michigan State. But uh, I don't play, you know, the Madden games, but anybody that plays the Madden games, this Kenneth Walker would be in the Madden games because he does the spinorama. He's electrifying. He's got top-end speed. He left Wake Forest to improve his position in the National Football League, and he's playing behind the biggest and most experienced offensive line he's had. Now, he's had some experienced lines at Wake Forest, but this this group, I've watched a little bit of them offensively, and you can see why he's having so much success. It was 243 yards last week or some. I'm close to that number, I'm sure, on my notes. But he had an unbelievable oh, yeah. game. 238 against uh, Northwestern. Yeah, I mean, it's just – and Northwestern is a defensive-coached football team, right? Yeah. Their guy's a big-time defensive coach, and you know they know how to tackle. You know they know how to pursue – but he's just eating them alive. And it, it was a great move for him uh, to transfer from Wake Forest to Michigan State. Uh, Mel Tucker is the head coach at, at Michigan State. He spent time in the Southeastern Conference. He also has been on Nick Saban's staff all the way back when Nick Saban coached at Michigan State. Correct. So he's been with Nick Saban at Michigan State. I think he was with him at LSU. He was with him at Alabama. He was at Georgia. Then he jumped over to Georgia. He's a bit of a disciple of uh, of Nick Saban. They don't play the same style of defense as Saban plays at Alabama, but he does demand his teams play physical. He's a physical type of guy, so you know they're going to come in with a sense of, of trying to be physical on Miami. He had a year. I guess he only coached for one year at Colorado. One year at Colorado, won five games. Seven, yeah. yeah, which uh, yeah, that was kind of a strange deal because he was trying to set Colorado up. In a unique, uh, Colorado's not an easy place to recruit to, mm-hmm. so he went to that whole profile thing. He was going to recruit linemen only of a certain size, linebackers of a certain size. Now he goes to Michigan State and says, the hell with the whole recruiting thing. I want to win fast. He went right to the portal. He just turned him into a free agency system. Correct. He lost a bunch of guys. He lost 20 and brought in 15. Brought in 15 off the portal, and it looks like he's hit on some of these portals. I mean, yeah. really, if he only hit on the running back, He's done himself a favor. And I like the fact, if I'm Michigan State, is that you have look at what he's done in the NFL, too. There's a 10-year NFL guy there. So he's got a blend of Southeastern Conference. He's got a blend of National Football League. And he was a graduate assistant at Michigan State. So he And he knows what's going on. So he's a perfect fit for there. And as we talked about in Coach's show, Michigan State was not a, a program in a nosedive. Well, they were in the semifinals. They <laughs> lost Alabama 100 to nothing in the semifinals a couple of years ago. Uh, right. Like so everybody I mean, else. No, but I, but the point I'm but getting at is it's not like they were they were uh, 
put on recovering from probation and they hired him or something of that nature. They were a good. They've been a good productive football team last year they beat michigan i don't that's big for them no matter what right if you're if you're michigan state and you beat michigan i don't care what the year is that's a big time they they did lose to Rutgers, which is always well coached and you know it's it's going to be an interesting ball game if miami um thinks that this is going to be any way shape or form a walk in the park they're going to be rudely awakened well their first play of the season went for a 75 yard touchdown then their first play of last week's game went for a 75-yard touchdown. So I would make sure we don't have give up a 75-yard play. So either play. A, play everybody on the goal line, or B, if we win the toss, receive. Yeah, there you go. There you go, because it was a flea flicker last don't week. Don't give up a 75-yard touchdown on the first play. Well, And, and it, ultimately, mm-hmm. you can't give up the big play to these guys because what you have to do, I think, um, you've got to – Miami has to find a way to make Michigan State feel the entire environment. They've got to feel the fans. Mm-hmm. They've got to feel the heat. What I'm saying is they have to feel resistance. It's been too easy for them in the first two games. They've just marched it right down the field with no resistance from the opponent. Miami has got to make them work it. Uh, to Miami's got to make them earn it so that at some point, Michigan State goes to the sidelines and says, we can't do this. We can't be out there for 13 plays, 80 yards. we got to try to hit the big play. Because if you get them in the drop-back game, then maybe you can get your speed and your aggressiveness. You can get tackles for losses. You can get deflections, interceptions, sacks, whatever it is. But you got to get that quarterback out of a rhythm, and you cannot make it easy for them. They've got to know it's a struggle. Miami and Michigan State are are two different styles, but they're very similar in age and talent and and success in their conference. And you look at what's going on with them, and and, you you go back to Ricky Walker, I'm with you on him. I think he's unbelievable. But the offensive line has got everybody back, and they were experienced, and they've got some defensive guys there. I think there's some weakness at their linebacker position. It's going to be interesting to see how uh, Rhett Lashley exploits that group, but they've got – uh, the safety, one of the safeties is a very good football player. And Mel, Mel is their coach, Mel Tucker's come to South Florida, come, been in bigger environments than what he's going to face in South Florida. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he, he thinks he's winning. I mean, he's coming, he, he's coming he, here he's thinking coming here he can win. win. He thinks he can overpower Miami. Absolutely. Now, you mentioned Coach Lashley, and the Hurricanes offense has been choppy. They're, it is showing flashes, but what Miami, what the offense has, has not had enough of are the big plays. I think the longest play is 30-some yards. The longest run is King's 29. Right. Some of that's on De'Ara King. Now, the good news with De'Ara King is he leads the league in, in the amount of plays run. So coming off an injury, he's he's run 91 plays. That's the most in the league for an offensive player. Um, he's also number one in total offense. But I think there are some plays – that have been out there where he could distribute the ball a little bit differently. I think he's missing Brevin Jordan. I think that was a big security blanket for him and the offense last year. I like that uh, you know Cameron Harris was a step away from breaking that one run that would have really put him over the top and the yardage over the top and the and and really made the offense pop. Uh, I think you're getting. 
I'm seeing better timing. You know, we had some drops last week. You know, Will Mallory dropped some balls. He wouldn't have dropped, Joe. Yeah, it was a touchdown. And Harley, too. Eight times inside the 40-yard line. You got to – I don't care if you're playing flag football eight times in the 40-yard line and you don't score, you're going to be in a game against somebody. Correct. You're, you're just inviting the opponent to beat you. Yep, that, that you are. So, you know, there's they're working on it, and Coach Justice has talked about they're not satisfied with the offensive line play. Well, no one is, and and I'm and, and they're going to fix it. They're going to they're going to continue to attempt to fix it, and that's a point that we tried to make in the pregame last week was that. The advantage now is if someone's not producing, you have the option of trying someone different. Last year or two years ago, three years ago, someone wasn't producing, you got what you got and it is what it is and there's no leverage and there's no competition. Manny is, Coach Diaz has done a a nice job of increasing the level of competition. I'm putting my quarterback hat on for you. Okay. I know what your favorite play is. One of your favorite plays is a little pass there in the flat. That's right. My suggestion, number three. Right in the flat? Yeah. I don't, he's I been there. He's been there many he's times. He's been there. Just got to throw it there. He's got to get it there. there. He's got to get it there. It's, you know, sometimes that little flat, you can go from five to 15 <laughs> yards in a hurry. So, and it's or it's, more. It's really about the first downs. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what they want to do. And, I think that uh, defensively, if you're not making first downs offensively, it puts a lot of pressure on your defense. And, and now here, I'm going to be Spinnerama, okay? Okay. App State, a couple years ago, I said we mentioned it was Coach Diaz. They went to pa- Happy Valley. They lost in overtime. They should have won the game. They had like a, a uh, I think mm. they went for it on fourth and one at the end of the game and did not get it uh, when Satterfield was the coach. So Penn State got themselves into an overtime game. You know who's on the Penn State team? They had that running back. What Saquon Barkley. First-round pick. Mike Kosicki, the Dolphins tight end. Third or fourth-round pick, yep. And they had about nine other guys that are in the NFL yeah. on that team. That, that got went stopped. down to one point, now, right. I talked to, to uh, Stevenson. We're going to hear that in a couple of minutes. Georgia played Cincinnati in the Peach Bowl. That was close. Well, Tyreek Stevenson knocked the ball away to save the game. <laughs> yeah. Cincinnati's marching down the field to win the game. Kirby Smart might not have felt so good about that, but again, Georgia put themselves in a position where a group of five team damn near beat them. Yeah. So that's what happens if you don't, when the bases are loaded, you better knock them in. You better knock them in. And the bases were loaded for Miami plenty of times. And they got to so start knocking it in. Got to start knocking it in yeah. or get some home runs in, no. in a hurry. It's, uh, they got to start coming together. And, it, you know, no matter what the experience is, no matter, what the what the reps are each year is different. Meanwhile, this Keyshawn Smith, by the way, that kid has got rockets for legs. How about that catch? It was a great catch. How I about mean, the a catch? great catch. I went back and looked at it again, and his takeoff at the line of scrimmage, he comes out of that thing like he is. I mean, rocket fuel. It's so not, I have. <laughs> I'm optimistic that the kid from San Diego is going to turn out to be a big play guy for Miami. I, I think you can book that. Yep. All right, when we come back, uh, Don and I will talk a little bit more about the upcoming game, and Tyreek Stevenson joins us, and so does Jonathan Patkey right here on the Hurricane Hotline. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.